What was it really like getting famous at such a young age? Today on the podcast, at home with CEO and international supermodel, Miranda Kerr. It was quite intense, especially when I was living in New York and I couldn't go outside without a whole bunch of photographers everywhere. Miranda, we really missed you when you were gone. You are very open about having a modern, blended family. When Orlando and I separated, we knew that no matter what Flynn's needs would come first, not our own. Katie and Orlando and Evan and I, we all get along really well. And Do you hang out? We do hang out often. It's never weird. Like, never. that's my ex. <laughs> no, no, never. It's clear as you speak about it. You realistically didn't need to start this business. You are incredibly successful as is, but you created this from a passionate place. And but guess what? I haven't taken a cent out of my company. Yes, you and haven't. And I still own 95% of it. My name's Mimi Bouchard, founder of Superhuman, the transformational app that helps you become your future self so that you can finally start attracting more joy, abundance, health, wealth, and love into your life. And that's also my mission on this podcast. Meet people whose lives have been transformed in big and small ways, but always for the better. They tell me how they did it so that you can too. Okay. Right. Are we rolling? We are rolling. With the homies. <laughs> Miranda Kerr, thank you for having me in your home to do this interview. Oh, thank you the for world, having me on. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. The world knows you as a supermodel and the first ever Australian to walk the Victoria's Secret runway. And you have become a true pioneer in the skincare world. After all of that fame with the modeling, you've now created a name for yourself in the skincare world. Do you remember the moment where you first decided to become an entrepreneur after your modeling success? It was interesting because it happened organically, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> so I was raised in this little country town. We thought that we were super healthy growing up. And then um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer in her spleen. Mm. So that's what really sparked our interest to look even further into all the products we were using, from skincare to yeah. hair care to household goods to packaged goods. And a friend of my mom's gave her this book called The Chemical Maze, which mm. explains in layman's terms the different chemicals that are found in any packaged product and what potentially that chemical what it could do in mm. large doses like was it an allergen yeah. was it potentially carcinogenic and we were pretty horrified to see how many products that we had that we assumed were safe that could have potentially been contributing to my mum's illness so we went about searching for healthier alternatives mm -hmm. for many years and I was not able to find anything that was truly certified organic and powerful and results driven. And so I literally was having a conversation with a friend of mine. I wasn't thinking I want to be an entrepreneur. That's mm -hmm. my whole point. Mm -hmm. My point was I was thinking out because we know that our skin is our largest organ. So your mom so was diagnosed with cancer and you went into a deep dive, all the chemical products. Dive. Yes. And we thought that we were healthy because, you know, we had a vegetable patch. It was an organic vegetable patch. And actually, mm -hmm. also in addition to that, my grandma introduced me to noni juice, yes. which is one of the key ingredients across the range. And we really thought that we were healthy, but then we didn't realize there were so many unnecessary chemicals that maybe were contributing to my mom's illness, 
when we did the deep dive and mm-hmm. we really looked at it, we thought, well, why not use healthier alternatives, especially if we can get the same results? So then that's what sparked my interest. I was speaking to a friend of mine and saying, you know, we've cleaned up pretty much everything else at home, like other products, mm-hmm. healthier alternatives. But for your skin, it's one of the most important areas because what you put on your skin soaks right. in. And it is the lightest organ on our body. And so I was like, I really would love to find a powerful certified organic skincare range. And she said, listen, why don't you talk to my friend who makes certified organic aromatherapy? And I spoke with her and then she connected me to her chemist. And then they were like, well, why don't you just create it? And I was like, well, I guess. But first and foremost, I really want these products for myself and my family. And I remember giving the Noni Glow face oil to my mum when we're in the testing phase at the time. So my mum, you know, she's been such an inspiration for this whole brand because at the time she had rosacea on her skin and she felt really embarrassed about it. And she's, you know, she wasn't really one to wear much makeup or anything. She was all very natural. And she was on a steroid cream for that. And within a week of using the Noni Glow face oil, she called me and said, Miranda, I don't need to be on this steroid cream anymore. It's completely cleared my skin. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Do you think that was because of the organic aspect or the Noni? um, Honestly, I just know that it works because we've seen that many like results in before and after photos, Mm -hmm. even on babies. I had a woman come to me and it was a similar situation. And I said, listen, I use this on my babies. You can try using it on yours. It's all certified organic. And she's like, yes, I would love that. I would love to get her off this steroid cream. She put it on her little one's cheeks and same thing. Within a week, she's like, oh, it's back. Like um, she's back off that steroid cream and she's only using the Noni Glow face oil. That's so absolutely incredible. It's pretty amazing to know that you can help people in a really healthy way. And now we're doing so many clinical studies and, you know, we have – the money now to invest in the science behind Mm -hmm. it all. Because when I first started, it was my passion project and I knew that it worked, but I was like, okay, but to do all these studies, it costs a lot of money. But now we've grown to a place where we're able to use that money that we're generating to invest in further studies to really prove the efficacy of certified organic products Mm -hmm. and our products in particular and how they're helping people all over the world. And it just brings me so much joy to know that I can help people in a healthy way. I've seen a lot of the before and after photos. Mm -hmm. I love how Core Organics really focuses on the science and the research. Yes, You guys conduct these studies. And I was listening to you on another podcast and you said that 78% of people that tried your new retinoid, what's retinol alternative. alternative. Yeah. I'll have to give you one. I would love to try it. New stem cell retinol alternative. Because I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, okay, I'm in my late twenties. I should probably start using a retinol, but you look beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Your skin's glowing. (laughs) Thank you very much. But I would love to try your product because when I heard you on the podcast, I was listening this morning to prepare for this interview. And you said 78% of participants that were using a chemical retinol. Traditional retinol, yes. Yeah, a, a traditional we, one. They felt more of a difference. Yes, with they this saw greater results with my product than with their traditional retinol. And it's pretty incredible to know that it can be as powerful, actually even more powerful because they were saying they got greater results. And then you see the before and after photos and it's astounding when you see 
the lines on their forehead, the lines around the eyes, the actual firmness on their neck Mm -hmm. is like dramatically improved. And I was like, this is incredible. And it's using all natural ingredients, um, certified organic bakuchi oil, alfalfa extract, which is another Mm. hard hitter for certified organic retinol alternative. And also we're adding in there the plant stem cells from acai Mm -hmm. and that's preventing even further damage and further aging. And so I'm just so excited about this product and how it's transforming people's skin. And it's so cool that... In a natural way without the irritation. Right. People have a misconception about organic, natural, that it doesn't work as effectively. So you're proving with science, with research, that it can. And that's amazing. And that it does. (laughs) And it does. Yes. So do you only use Cora on your skin? Because I'm looking at you right now and <laughs> you just turned 40 and your skin is impeccable. And as I was saying, a mother of three boys <laughs> with barely any sleep, I really value sleep, but I think sleep's so important. But the last two nights, my 12-year-old has been like, mom, quick, can you help me with this? I'm like, with his last minute homework project that's due, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> it's a, like... 10.30 at night, like I love to go to bed early because mm-hmm. I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. Right. So, you know, I, I, I really value sleep. So anyway, thank you for saying that about my skin. I am a big believer and I love, I mean, I'm obsessed. If you go into my bathroom, you'll see all my products, yeah. right? Because I love them and use them all and they're like my babies and I don't release a product unless I'm like more than 100% happy with it. And I don't want to use anyone else's product because I know what's in mine Mm -hmm. and I really trust everything, the whole integrity, and it just feels so good to know that you can use these products and still get the results that you need. But, of course, I use other things on my product like makeup that's not certified organic, but at least the first layer that I'm putting on is my products. And then I have other cleaner alternatives with makeup that I like to use. But it's not always the case. And I do say to people that if you try to be 80% healthy, kind of like in Mm. life and in general, and then 20% indulgent, then you're not stressing out because stress is also something that's Mm -hmm. not healthy for us. It's a big contributor. And it breaks out your skin directly. So I had a stress episode six months ago, something work-related, and I just got acne for the first time ever. Yeah. And it was so stress-induced. Yes. Because it messes up your hormones and it just changes the balance in your body. Yeah. So that's so important. Yeah, so important. So every thought we think really has an effect on us and our body on a cellular level, which is Mm -hmm. why on the back of every Cora product, people don't really realize, but there's a positive word of affirmation, whether it be like bliss or joy or forgiveness or, I mean, I'm very specific about every word that goes on each product when I'm actually... You write all of it, I right? Write, yeah, I write all You write of, all the copy. All the copy on the back of the packaging. I design all of the packaging myself and I work directly with the chemist to create the products. Like I'm obviously not a scientist, but I yeah. love to be very specific about what I'm looking for and I go back and yeah. forth. It takes about three years each product that I put into it. It seems like this is... I'm a bit is, of a perfectionist. No, of course. And it's great to have that as a business owner for the consumer, obviously. It seems like this is such a passion of yours. It's clear as you mm-hmm. speak about it. You realistically didn't need to start this business. You are incredibly successful as is, but you created this from a passionate place. Yes. And you are so obsessed with everything that goes into it, which is 
almost rare in this industry if someone that's already well-known creates a brand or a product. A lot of the time, it's just to make an extra buck. And but guess what? I haven't taken a cent out of my company. Yes, you and haven't. And I still own 95% of it. It's freaking so. incredible. So what's your biggest why? Just don't pay myself. <laughs> I'm like, one day you'll, one day you'll reap will. the benefits. But what's your biggest why? Why? Do you, you want to like, why am I doing this? Why are you so passionate about organic skincare? Oh, I'm just so excited about the results that you can get people in a healthy way that's mm-hmm. healthy for them and healthy for the environment. And I think that people really deserve quality products. Mm-hmm. And I've been a guinea pig myself for many different products, been in the industry since I was 13. I've tried and tested so many things on my skin. I know what looks good underneath makeup. I know what makes my skin feel good. I know how to prep my skin before a photo shoot or an Mm -hmm. event. And so that knowledge has been really instrumental for me in creating these products with the chemists so they have the science behind it to put it all together. And then also I'm a big believer on like internal and external beauty. So as you'll see with a lot of my products, the ingredients are the ingredients that I have internal and external, like the noni juice I've been drinking since I was 13. Also the turmeric I cook with daily. So it's like for its internal and external benefits and like obviously green tea. There's kakadu plum that we use from Australia because my mum's always like talking about like and drinking the kakadu plum powder, which is the highest concentrated vitamin C that's a naturally occurring and that's from Australia, the ingredient. And it's just so fascinating to me to see how when you like can fill your body with nutrients, both internally and externally, your body thrives, your skin thrives. And mm-hmm. I think that healthy skin is the most beautiful skin. And when you take care of yourself, you feel better. And it's just that whole balance of like mind, body, skin that I'm really into and I'm very passionate about. So for me, this is like a pure passion, as you said. Yeah. It's like I like live for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of your life. It's like your it's life like, purpose. Mm-hmm. It's incredible and it's helping millions of people. Yeah, and that's what feels so good. And also it helps people hopefully energetically as well with our mm-hmm. like first and foremost it's about the results and the fact that it's certified organic and also that we're climate neutral. But in addition to that, the energetic component, like all of our products are filtered through rose quartz and then mm-hmm. other crystals to bring about when you're having this busy day like we all have, you have these little moments of self-care that you give back to yourself and you feel I'm not just doing a monotonous skincare routine, I'm giving back to myself energetically as well. Like for instance, like aromatherapy Mm -hmm. is included into Core Organics Mm -hmm. as opposed to fragrance, we use aromatherapy. We also incorporate the crystals and then the positive words of affirmation. And those three tools have been really instrumental in my life, like helping me when I've been jet lagged, you know, or depleted or, Mm -hmm. and they're really simple tools that I felt really needed to be part of Cora. It's incredible. Just like as an added bonus. It doesn't matter if people believe in any of those things, but at least I've like put that intention behind it to give people that moment of self-care and like to fill their own Mm -hmm. bucket. You, you know. didn't take any shortcuts. No. At all. No, I just, I just like, so this I'm is very the, in the details. Right. With everything. This is, this is the product side of the business. You are head of product, I'm sure, obsessed with the product, obsessed with the results. Yes. But there's another side to owning a business and that's being a CEO, running mm-hmm. a team. That's the stuff that for me and with my business, it's a bit more difficult than, you know, recording the meditations or designing yes. the new app with my team. So 
I'd love to know from you, what's your CEO superpower? I like to face challenges head on. I, if there is a challenge, I'm like all about embracing it and pivoting and being flexible. So being flexible, I try to teach my team to be flexible like a willow tree because it's the willow tree that, you know, goes and bends with the storm Mm -hmm. as opposed to being so rigid like an Mm -hmm. oak tree. And people think the oak tree is so strong, but then it snaps Mm -hmm. more likely than the willow. So I try to be really flexible with my thinking. And I do lead from my heart and my intuition like a lot. Yeah. So that is how I am as as a leader. Are there any areas where you want to improve as a leader, a CEO? For me, I mean... Going over the PL is not my favorite. Like planning, looking at spreadsheets. Like, yeah. I mean, I have um, a managing director who just loves that. And Perfect. I'm like, this is amazing. You're yeah. in your passion. Like, obviously, I have to be on top of it with you, but I have you there at least in your passion, enjoying it, yeah. you know, going over the finer details. And I get to work with him and look over it all, of course, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not really my passion and what I've learned over the years is that it's really important to have people in their passion. Like you don't want to try and push someone to do something if they're not really super passionate about it. I don't want anyone on my team that's just working with me just for the money. I want them to feel inspired every day to get up and know that they're making a difference to people's lives and feel really good knowing that they're in their passion because maybe they're really passionate about numbers like I was saying exactly so you're the visionary and this numbers person the managing director is more of the integrator type they're more into the logic like kind of the analysis and the logician as the personality type and Um, then my general manager here in America she's like obsessed with which I really love is like with planning and writing everything down and like having tables and graphs and perfect (laughs) I'm like this is amazing that's great (laughs) everyone's in their passion loving what they're doing you know and and I get to be in my passion uh more so now on the top line with every single area of the business and then focusing predominantly on my passion which is product development Mm -hmm. um package design and obviously, like all of the other things that you do yeah, when you're running your own course. business. But at least I'm in my passion and, and I'm encouraging others to be in theirs too. What is the hardest part of your job? Well, the ch- most challenging part for me is uh, time because mm-hmm. I am a mother of three children and a dedicated, loving wife. Yeah. And so I really try to prioritize my time with my family Uh, because they grow so fast because I have a 12-year-old and I also have a a three-and-a-half-year-old and a five-year-old and I just feel like all of them were born yesterday and I was breastfeeding and I'm like, next thing you know, I've got three boys, you know, and they're all so incredible and they have their own little individual personalities but I'm like I'll get teary but my mum, who is actually here at the moment, who's incredible and I have a very close relationship with her, but she had to really work and be away from me as a kid. And so like I have this kind of like inside of me that I want to make sure there's a balance of being with my children, Mm -hmm. but at the same time showing them it's important to have work and that work is a part of life and to have a passion and, you know, be able to make them 
feel predominantly like they're nurtured and taken care of and they're loved and supported for who they are and then at the same time fulfill my dream and with my skincare line and and hopefully they like I did I learned from my mum the importance of hard work and they're learning from myself and my husband who both work very hard the importance of hard work and dedication and like how it's you know it's a great part of life and a very fulfilling part of life as well. Does your mom live here? She's in Australia. Australia. Yeah. But they come over a lot, my mom and dad. They're so sweet. That must be so hard having them far away. It is, yeah. I wish they lived next door. But my brother still lives in Australia as well. But they were all here celebrating my birthday party, which was so much fun. And uh, I'm glad my husband convinced me to have a party because normally I just have a little picnic in the backyard with the boys and Evan. And which is lovely. I just really look forward to that, like quiet time and being in nature and all of that. But the fact that we actually had a birthday party was uh, fun to celebrate that milestone. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad that he convinced me to do that. That's so great. Yeah. Well, let's kind of wrap up here on the Cora side of things. Which product are you most proud of creating? Well, they're all my babies. So it's really hard to say just like one. But I do think for both men and women, kind of any age, the product that if no one has tried, the product they really should try is the turmeric scrub. It's a turmeric two-in-one. Oh, yeah. I, I use that pretty much every day. Same. The, so the face <laughs> the face mask is amazing, but my favorite in the whole world is the body scrub. Oh, you love because the body I scrub. have keratosis pilaris. Like, oh, you wow. So it gets it away, right? Literally, you can kind of see tiny bumps there. Yeah, but. That's why if I made I the use body scrub. The body scrub. Yeah. That's why I have to use it daily because it makes yeah. it go away. Uh huh. It does. It, the dermatologist, one of my friends in Australia, Dr. Joseph, said that he was telling people in like people that would come in and talk yeah. about that issue on the yeah. back of their arms. He was saying use the turmeric scrub, the face scrub yeah. on the back of your arms, and it was like clearing it up. Like it's incredible. Instantly. And then that's why I developed the body scrub. Well, because of that reason. I'm your perfect Yay. customer for that because I use it all the time. Yeah. And so the the face scrub I made uh, because I, I've never experienced a product like that and I don't know of a product like that. Like it doesn't matter if you're into organics or not mm-hmm. or if you care about that or not. That product really works. It works. And it instantly brightens your skin. It's like a facial in a tube. It is good for all skin types, oily, you know, Mm -hmm. or dry skin. My husband has very dry skin naturally. And so when he uses it every morning in the shower, it sloths away his dead skin. And then he puts on the turmeric moisturizer, then the Noni Glow face oil. Those are his three diehard products that he will not be without. And it just has transformed his skin and I've seen it firsthand. I remember the first time I met him, I was like, oh, he's cute, but his skin was very dry. So I was like... (laughs) No way. That was the first thing you thought of when you met him. He's cute, but he does he needs a little Cora. And then he's been my biggest like supporter because he's seen the results firsthand with his own skin. Did you tell him this? Like, how does he feel about knowing the first thing you noticed was his dry skin? Oh, he's not surprised. (laughs) He knows my passion is in skin, so you know, one of my passions is in skincare. So he was like, Yep, I'm happy to try it. And I remember we were away celebrating our anniversary. And he was like, oh, I got a little bit sunburned. I was like, yeah. I was like, I didn't even say to him. He said to me, oh, can I try the some of that sleeping mask again on my skin? Because he knew that right. how much it helped last time. And he was, I was like, yeah, you know, you know what you're doing. I was like, you're reaching 
out more than your normal three products. You're like going for the a sleeping mask, which is an incredible overnight hydration mask. And it really helped his skin like the next day. It was like completely fine. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Mm. All right. Let's bring it back to your early life. Yeah. I want to talk about modeling briefly, how you got into it. I read somewhere that it was a contest, but you didn't even put yourself in. It was someone else. Is that true? A friend of mine put me into a contest, myself and her, and I ended up winning that contest, which was so, like, mind-blowing coming from a little country town in Australia where we didn't even really buy magazines. Like, I had no idea. And I remember going on the photo shoot as, like, the, you know, the five Mm -hmm. runners-up. And they had everything like all, and I'd never been on anything like this or even Mm -hmm. really seen or witnessed what it would be like. So I assumed I could dress myself and they had this like brown shirt for me. And I was like, oh no, I don't want to wear that. And they were like, yeah, you're wearing that. I was like, well, (laughs) what about that beautiful dress over there? They're like, sorry. Like you had to, obviously I know now, like you wear what they said, like they stylist is there to dress you like you're not dressing yourself (laughs) you didn't know anything about modeling you just showed up and it just had no idea and then I remember sitting in the makeup chair and people would say a comment here or a comment there but I was naturally a tomboy growing up so I like I never thought that like they were like oh you have such beautiful eyes and I'm thinking why are they saying this to me Mm -hmm. like are they trying to like make me feel like more confident so that I can get a better picture or something like because I didn't think like oh you have beautiful like I never thought like I had beautiful eyes like I just was like okay here I am like here are my eyes yeah yeah (laughs) and so it was interesting that I was like okay for so long I thought like oh they're just trying to make me feel better or more confident or something by saying nice things to me I was like I didn't really think of them myself you were so removed from that world I was it wasn't about what you looked like at all When you think back to 13-year-old Miranda, what was her self-image like kind of getting into this industry, starting a big focus, beginning to be on her looks? I was just so innocent and I was so removed from what it would be like. And I just was like, okay, this is fun. This isn't something new. And I never took it for granted. And I remember my mom saying to me that this is something that you can only ever do maybe in the school holidays, like I don't want it to ever interfere with Mm -hmm. school or maybe on the weekends, but, you know, so I basically won that competition and went back to my country life and was like, okay, that was fun. (laughs) And then I didn't really do too much until we moved to Brisbane when I was 15 or 16, almost 16. And then I had my last two years of school in Brisbane at an all-girls school which we didn't have to worry about what we looked like at an all-girls school either. Yeah. And I had a uniform, so it was fun. It was good not to have to worry about that. Um, so, yeah. Wow. And then I would just do little jobs on the weekends to save money. But I also worked, like, as a checkout chick in Australia in the little country town I grew up in and then at a hair salon, like, sweeping up hair. And, like, you know, I always felt like I wanted to work and save money, like I mm-hmm. wanted to do something and whatever I did my mom just like kind of drilled into me to whatever you do you have to give it your whole heart like do it properly or don't do it at all right so now even to this day whether I'm whatever I'm doing whether I'm washing the dishes or changing the diaper or doing the PL, I'm like doing it with my whole heart otherwise I'm like don't do it 
All right, as you guys know, I love my rituals and my routines, and I love putting good habits in place. An effective routine reduces stress, helps you stay motivated, it leads to better sleep, and for me, a lot less anxiety. You guys know I do certain things in the morning and the evening, and I also stay quite consistent with these supplements that I take. Organifi is one of those companies that I have used for literally years now, and I've been talking about them for years now, and so many of you have gotten hooked on their products too. Organifi is my favorite way to keep my healthy routine in check. I use so many of their products throughout the day. I start my day with their green juice. Most mornings I have smoothies, and when I do, I use the Organifi Vanilla Protein Powder. It is plant-based, low sugar, so delicious. And then in the afternoons, I've been having the Glow Drink, which is amazing for skin health, or I'll have the red juice, which is also just so delicious and full of antioxidants. And then at night when I have a sweet tooth, I'll often head for the cupboard where my Organifi Chocolate Gold drink is. This is like a healthy hot chocolate. I am obsessed with these products because they taste amazing and they are packed with superfoods that genuinely make you feel incredible. The thing about Organifi is that their quality of ingredients is so high, but then the taste is so good. So that doesn't happen often with supplement brands. Definitely go check them out. Head to Organifi.com forward slash Mimi for 20% off your entire order, including sale items. They also offer a money back guarantee. You guys gotta get on this healthy routine of Organifi. It is honestly one of my favorite habits and I look forward to using their products every day. Again, head to Organifi, O-R-G, anifi.com forward slash Mimi and use the code Mimi to get 20% off your entire order. Now let's get back to the episode. That's beautiful. I often think it's such a blessing coming from humble beginnings and creating your life yourself because it's, you know, the value of money, you know, you know, that mindset of really being able to create something. Yes. And that's the thing, like, it's hard, like, and then my husband and I talk about this all the time with our children, like, right. because I grew up that way, like, literally my parents bought the cheapest house in one of the smallest towns mm-hmm. in Australia. I think they bought their first house for, like, $10,000. Wow. And they had to borrow money for that. Yeah. So it was, like, there's photos of me in this this house and they're like renovating. My, my dad's like a builder by trade. So mm-hmm. he was renovating. There's like dirt and dust all around me. And there I am with this smiling little face. Like I didn't know any different. I was fine. I was happy. And that to me, like growing up with the love from my family and my grandma like was there because mm-hmm. see my mom was working to support us because mm-hmm. she didn't have the option to be a stay-at-home mom. And my dad was working and they both taught me the importance of hard work. And my grandmother, who was a stay-at-home grandma, she taught me the importance of like love and nurturing and cooking. And so to have those two really strong females in my life and now be able to merge the two is like really special because right. um, so I learned a lot from both of them. And that was my dad's mum because my mum's mum passed when mm-hmm. she was pregnant with me, which was sad for my mum, obviously. And what? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So and so sad for yeah sad for sad for our family. But she also was a really strong woman. Um, mm-hmm. My grandma that passed. So, what was your your family's opinion when you started really getting big in the modeling world? They my family's always been supportive, but my mom said from day one like you should never let this change you. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of like 
a great way to travel and it, meet interesting people and experience the world, but it should never change who you are. Mm-hmm. And it never has. I mean, you grow and evolve as a person and hopefully grow closer to who you really are on as your soul, as you age and you experience new things, but you don't lose the essence of who you are. And the essence of who I am is someone who's just like really kind and empathetic and silly and <laughs> likes to have a good time and, you know, create. I actually am very creative at my core, right? which is part of why I like design and yeah. and I've designed many different things, including these little teacups we have here. Oh, no way. <laughs> these are the teacups I made for Royal Albert. Oh, my goodness. Um, I haven't even had any of my tea yet. No. A little Beautiful. peppermint tea break. Yeah, we can do a little peppermint break. Mm-hmm. And there's mm. little um, positive words. What does yours say? What a desolate place would be a world without a flower. And it would be. I love and my it's flowers. in a flower mug. Yeah, peonies. Beautiful. So delicate. And then the, the butterflies. So, yeah, I designed these. I've designed jewelry for Swarovski. I have my own um, furniture line. You're sitting on my chair over there. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, oh, that's one of my chairs too. That's a little beaten up, but these ones are not. This is... It's so amazing. that, And that's my little table over there. Yeah, it's so amazing that, you know, with, with your career, you have so many outlets to be creative and to live in your truth. Yeah. And you can just tell from the outside you were saying that, you know, you really kept your head on your shoulders with this quick rise to fame yes. and your mom really keeping you grounded. And you can tell people from the outside watching you for the past, you know, decade or more, you know, they, oh, two decades probably. Yes. Yeah. Two decades. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, when Since did- I was 13. Yeah. That's incredible. That's 27 years. You've really I've been in the industry. You've stayed steady. A yeah. lot of people in this industry, they can kind of go off the rail and people see publicly, but you've been very grounded consistent. and very consistent and very yourself. Yeah. So it's inspiring. But that makes me want to ask you, like, what was it really like getting famous at such a young age? What is fame really like? I mean, it was quite intense especially when I was living in New York and I couldn't go outside without a whole bunch of photographers everywhere. How does that feel though? Is it weird? It feels a little um, claustrophobic. claustrophobic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel like, oh man, I just want to like, I remember there's a photo of me and it was so funny because I was so annoyed that I wanted to take Flynn to the park. And I remember I have like wet hair. I had on this Diane von Fustenberg wrap dress and I wanted to go out and take Flynn to the park but the paparazzi were all there and I was Mm -hmm. like oh I just don't I can't deal with this today so I had to take him back upstairs and then I thought I had to just go and do something I can't remember what it was so I had to I was like at least I'll face them I don't have to put Flynn through it and then I went out there and I just like gave the finger and there's a photo of me it's like only (laughs) ever where I like have these sunglasses on and I've given the finger and it's, and I've got like this, like, kind of like, like, like kind of annoyed look on my face. And my brother calls me up straight away and he's like, are you okay? I was like, what? And he's like, I just saw a picture of you and you're like flipping the paparazzi. And I was like, yes, I mean, it's annoying. Come on. Like, I just oh, wanted to take Flynn to the done. park. I mean, yeah, it's, but if that's it was, the worst you've done. You're fine. <laughs> it was kind of funny to me. Like, it was just like, it was funny. And someone sent that to me and was like, this looks like it's like a really good, like someone was like, this looks like a high-end photo shoot. Like, this is hilarious. Right. And I was like, no, this was me being annoyed, the paparazzi with wet hair, sunglasses on and like, you'll find the picture. I That's think I have really my little funny. dog Frankie in the picture with me. I don't know. 
So you you're fine with it though. Like you know, I mean, it's, listen, it comes it is with the territory. What it is. I yeah. mean, in the beginning, it, like I said, there were moments where I'm like, oh, this is like this is really frustrating. But that's why I'm a homebody and I absolutely love my privacy and I love moments in nature with no one around and being with my family. And I've always been like that, a country girl. So there are ways to do that and I've gotten better and better at it. Right. And it feels great to have that freedom. That's pretty much what life is all about, right? Just being yeah. with people you love in nature. Being with people you love in nature and, and experiencing those moments without feeling like someone's like documenting it. But actually one thing that is good, I didn't really have anyone like taking pictures of me with my first son. So one thing I will say is I'm kind of grateful that I do have those pictures to look back on now because I'm like, oh, Okay. It wasn't all bad because yeah. I've got some some pictures, some really cute pictures of him. Perfect. <laughs> but at the time, I mean, and obviously with my children now, we're avoiding that completely. Mm-hmm. We 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 want to make sure that we keep our privacy as much yeah. as possible. And yeah, it is. Yeah, you don't want them to be exposed to something like that because. I remember Flynn saying to me when he could actually verbalize it, he was like, mommy, why are they following us? And he was like really distressed Mm -hmm. about. It's a weird thing. It is. It's very odd for children to have to experience that. So it's quite intrusive. Yeah. It feels just strange. And he would say like, go away. You know, this is not okay. And the kid knows it's not okay at such a young age. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, having this fame makes you also trust people maybe a little bit less or do you have kind of, you know, a veil or a wall when it comes to meeting people because you don't know if they're going to use you or want you for some reason? I feel like that would always be on my mind. Well, I'm pretty open-hearted. Yeah. My husband's a bit more the other way. (laughs) So that's why we make a good balance. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much like what you see is what you get and I live my heart on my sleeve and I trust people until they prove otherwise and he's the opposite. He's like, a little mm-hmm. bit more standoffish, mm-hmm. and then he'll finally trust you once you earn his trust. Okay. But for me, I'm like, I'll trust you until you hurt me. Yeah. But that's why we're a good team. That's true. Opposites attract. Yeah. So wrapping up this segment, what do you wish you could tell young model Miranda at, let's say, 18 years old? At 18? What was I doing? It? Oh, I remember where I was at 18. I was in Japan celebrating my birthday in Japan. <sighs> my 18th birthday in a model house with like five models and we were in like two bedrooms. It was, yeah, (laughs) I'd just say enjoy it. Like life is about being in the moment and no matter if you're in a challenging situation or a really positive situation, all of it is an experience and it's really important to embrace it all because that's what gives you the colorful canvas at the end of the day. And it's, you know, a challenging moment brings so much growth. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, try not to like sweat the small stuff and just like really enjoy the fact that life is such a gift and we're here to live it and do the best that you can every day. That's a beautiful reminder because I feel most people live in this I'll be happy when mentality. Mm. They're not truly living in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And you saying that just reminds me that this is what it's all about, being right here, right now, now, Mm -hmm. and just enjoying life because what's going to happen? We don't know. You know, you have no idea when you're 
90 years old, looking back on your life, imagine if you look back and you're just thinking, I never lived in the moment. I was just waiting for the next thing. Mm -hmm. It's my biggest fear. Yeah, it's really important to live in the moment. Yeah. No matter where you are, just like be in that moment. And the kids, my children do that the best. I learn so much from them every day because they're really in the moment. And it's important to take that time to be with them daily, to be really in the moment with them. This leads me perfectly into my next segment. Yeah. Being a mom. Yay. When did you know, I want to be a mom? Oh, I knew from as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a mom. How when old I was were you when you had your first? 27. Yeah. But I knew from a little girl that I wanted to be a mom. And it was interesting because on my 27th birthday, I was in New York and I was with a friend of mine and I said, oh so interesting because when I was a little girl I remember saying I'm going to have my first baby when I'm 27. What? Yeah. How did you know? And what was odd is that on my 27th birthday I was like that's really strange because I remember saying I would have my baby at 27 but it's like the furthest thing away from what I'm thinking. Meanwhile I didn't realize I was pregnant like two weeks pregnant with with Flynn. So it was an accident, a happy accident. A happy accident, yeah. Wow. So, so it just happened perfectly. It happened as it should and it was really wonderful. And it was incredible just to know that like intuitively I already had known or maybe I manifested it. Who knows? Who knows? What was it like being pregnant? I uh, want to have kids in the coming years. I'm curious. Yeah. It is really incredible like having a soul inside of you and knowing that every thing that you think, everything that you feel, they're feeling, they're so connected to you. And obviously everything that you're eating is nourishing them. So I was just super conscious of my thoughts and my feelings and trying to really, like I remember when I was pregnant with Flynn, I was practicing yoga every day and I I loved it. Mm -hmm. I can't say I did that with my next two (laughs) because I was running a business as well. And then when you have other kids running around, it's a little more challenging. But I, they all actually really love yoga. And, and I did mummy and me yoga with the th- each of them to different various extremes. Like mm-hmm. Flynn was more of like um, into the, the yoga and the meditation because he knew that from like mm-hmm. the, from the get-go, from being in my womb. And he, there's a little picture I have of him inside where – I think he's like two and he's sitting there and he's just like closing his eyes and meditating. But even with my boys, I do this satanama where they mm-hmm. just balance the right and left hemispheres of their brain by going satanama, satanama. Wow. And then we just keep going over and over doing that and they love it. Like That's so relaxing. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm. Everyone listening audio only, we were just doing something with our hands here. Yeah, the fingers. So thumb to index, thumb to middle finger, thumb to ring finger, thumb to pinky. Exactly. And then over and over again. And it's sa with the sa with index. index. Ta with, with the, the middle. The middle. Na. Na with the ring. <laughs> with the ring. And ma with the ma pinky. Ma with the pinky. That's, sa, and da, so that ma, ma. helps relax you and calm you. What, what does that do? Yeah, it's very relaxing and calming with the children. Like if they're getting a little bit... Rowdy. Rowdy. I'm like, yeah. let's do Satanama. And, and then they're like, yeah. they're like, yay. Or I'll like put on the music and then they'll just start doing it because <laughs> they know now. And it used to happen with um, Flynn as well. So 
It's well, a good, good little mom, tools. Mom goals. But I'm actually reading this really great book. The first book I read was How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, which is helping especially with the teenage years. And then they've written a newer book. Well, I've only just learned about it. How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen. And yeah. What are some of the top tips that you've learned from that? Just that sometimes they might be like, mommy, I'm so sad. I you know, like if you're going to school or whatever and they want to dress up as a pirate, but the school, obviously they need yeah. to wear certain, certain clothes. Things. They're not allowed yeah. to dress up as a pirate to go to school. And you could say, instead of being like, no, we have to get our clothes on, we've got to go now, mm-hmm. which is like completely shutting them down. You say, oh, I understand. I wish you could go as a pirate. Wouldn't that be fun? Like kind of being like, I wish, like, oh yeah, I, I wish, wish we could do I wish we could do that. Mm. That would be so fun. And they're like, yeah, wouldn't it? They'll be like, what would you do if you were a pirate? Well, then I'd go in and I'd do this, and then, and then you're like, wow, wouldn't that be fun? I wish, I wish I could be a pirate today too, but I can't. So should right. we put our clothes on now? Okay, yeah, let's do that. Letting them live it out, and, yeah, and make being on the same team as them, on the same team, and having them feel like they're heard. So, right, kind of like. And there was something else about like, you know, when they, they forgot their homework or they forgot their bag, instead of nagging them like, oh my goodness, you forgot your backpack again, just be yeah. like, Flynn, backpack. And then that's who like simple, like Flynn, backpack. Yeah. As he's walking out the door. Like yeah. instead of like, oh, Flynn, lunch. He'd be like, oh, great, thanks. Have a good day. Bye. As opposed to like, Flynn, you forgot your lunch again. Put it in your bag. Right. You know, it's like just little things like that. So. Those are some things that I'm learning. Tell me what it's like to raise boys right now. What are some of the biggest challenges? Well, they're all so different and at different ages. And that's what I love about it. And I actually knew I was going to have three boys, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Um, So That's, (laughs) That's pretty incredible. Yeah. You have an amazing intuition. Yeah. I literally knew and I love being a mom of boys and I mean I would be love being a mom regardless but I do feel like I was destined to raise boys because I was a tomboy growing up Mm -hmm. and there's some kind of fun banter that I can have with them that they just think is hilarious like the other day I was driving Flynn to school and I had the other two little ones in the car with me sometimes Flynn likes it if I just drive him alone and he has the one-on-one time with me Mm. But this day he was like, oh, I don't mind if they come, mom, it's fine. And Aww. I was like, okay. So the three of us were in the car and we were literally being so silly and laughing and having the best time. And that to me is like what it's all about. And they do have their own little individual personalities. Like Flynn is so creative and he's a true artist and he has been since he could hold a pencil. His brother Hart is completely like his father, he's so like intelligent and so curious about learning and like he can do Lego that is like, so he just turned five, but he can do Lego for like 19, 20-year-old like Lego, like literally just like do-do-do and sit there. And then the little one who's three and a half is just like rough and tumble, you know, he's like comes around and tackles his brother and like they're just all so different and it's so cute. And then it's just incredible to nurture their individuality as a right. parent, like regardless of what gender they are, but they are just, and, and also really be aware that they're watching our actions. It's not about what we tell them to do. 
Yeah. It's about how we are with other people. They pick up on that, how mm-hmm. we are, you know, with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So things that we say or do, they really are like little sponges. And you notice they start like mimicking right. that sometimes. And so you really, you know, like little little thoughtful things or kind things or just like I love to see the gentleness encouraged in young boys, like that thoughtfulness right. or the empathy or and, you know, kindness and good That's manners beautiful. are very important. Yeah. Good. Yes. You are very open about having a modern blended family. Yes. And clearly you're doing something right. What do you think that is? Putting our children's needs first, like mm-hmm. making sure when Orlando and I separated, we knew that no matter what Flynn's needs would come first, not our own. And so every decision we make, we'll say, is this in the best interest of Flynn? Right. Is this, you know, the something that will, like regardless of like where what's happening, we'll say, is this in the best interest of Flynn? And that's a really good basis for any decision and like whether you know whether it's his schooling or whatnot or travel or whatnot whatever it is and then we actually really enjoy each other's company all of us like Katie and Orlando and Evan and I we all get along really well and do you hang out we do hang out often um it's never weird like that's my ex (laughs) no no never it never it's weird that it hasn't been like it's kind of weird how close we are that she uses Cora Organics all the time right she's obsessed with Cora she literally dressed up as the Turmeric Glow moisturizer <laughs> on stage once and said, I've dressed up as the Turmeric Glow moisturizer because it's my favorite moisturizer in the world. No, that's literally. too funny. And I was like, what just happened? And she, yeah, she's amazing. So I feel really lucky that we do have that friendship yeah. and we genuinely love hanging out with that's each very other. Lucky. Like mm-hmm. we go on family vacations together. And Flynn loves it too, because he has yeah. four really happy parents who love him and they have a little girl Daisy and Katie's often asking me you know different tips whether Mm -hmm. it be about like baby food or nutrition or whatever it was like she was always talking to me about that so that's nice to know that I can be there for the for her in that regard. What's the best advice you could give someone that might be struggling with their blended family? I think it's really important as I said to just put the child's needs first and Mm -hmm. not your own and understand that Like the most important thing is if you're not meant to be with someone, it's really important to accept that you did have a past and you did learn and grow from each other and it's important to kind of like know that when that story comes to an end that you can let it go lovingly. Like it doesn't serve you holding Mm -hmm. any like grudges or anything towards that person for any reason because it actually just hurts you in the long run and it Mm -hmm. drains your energy if you can be in a loving grateful space and just think of like three things that you're grateful for for that person even though you might not be together now or you might not want to be around them but just think of three things that you appreciate about them and then you can feel that you can appreciate those things like you might not need to appreciate and love everything Mm -hmm. about them but you can appreciate those three things and the fact that you know if you have a family together, if you have a child together, you're going to be in each other's life forever. And so why not like work on it being harmonious? It's a great mentality to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So let's get into rituals and routines. I am a big fan of routines. Mm -hmm. And earlier you were mentioning how your skincare routine is a spiritual practice for you almost. You know, you are reading these beautiful words on the packaging. You are in the moment. There is crystal energy in the products. And I would love to know what else is part of your wellness routine. I know in interviews, people ask you this all the time, but high level. (laughs) High level. There is so much that I try to incorporate into my health and wellness routine. And I think that like we could talk forever about it, but some things that have been really instrumental for me is meditation like I might feel like doing TM meditation one day, but then a guided meditation another day. You've tried day. superhuman, right? Yeah. Yeah. I paid for the service and everything. <laughs> and I, then I was like, no, Miranda, I'm gifting it to you. And you I was like, pay for this. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Um, I Yeah, it's incredible. So it's really great to have those tools. And when people don't know, it's so good to have the guided yeah. meditation so that you don't have to think too much or yeah. worry, like, am I doing it right? You can just relax and surrender yeah and let go and your voice is so calming and it's inspiring so while I'm doing my skincare I sometimes listen to the getting ready meditations because they're made to listen to while you're doing skincare see that's good I'm gonna have to try that yeah if you're feeling a lack in your life and you want to take it to the next level connecting with your future self and and truly becoming who you're meant to be, then you need to try the Superhuman app. Superhuman is an audio app that leverages neuroscience, visualization techniques, and beautiful cinematic music that motivates you and inspires you. This is technically a meditation app, but it has so much more to it. Superhuman offers content for every single moment of the day. This allows you to have it stack your wellness and condition your mind to be the new future self in everyday moments. If you want to try Superhuman for six weeks completely free, no strings attached, then simply use the code podcast at checkout on the website. So you got to go to the website, www.superhuman.app. That is superhuman.app, not.com, but .app. And go sign up there. If you select the monthly membership, you can put the code podcast at checkout and you will automatically get your first six weeks completely for free. Take advantage of this offer. You have nothing to lose. Try it out. Take advantage of it. Six weeks completely free with the code podcast. Now let's get back to the episode with Miranda. I'm going to incorporate that into my wellness routine. So when I wake up, I like to do a meditation. So I wake up around five because thanks to my husband, he's an early riser. The kids are sound asleep, but that gives me time to for me. And then I'll mix it up. So sometimes I'll do the meditation. Sometimes I'll do like a little kundalini yoga meditation, So, and then I'll get into the shower, but before I get in the shower, I dry body brush all over to stimulate the blood flow and circulation. And then I jump in the shower and sometimes just do a cold shower the whole time, or at least the last bit is the cold shower Mm -hmm. because I do love the cold therapy Mm -hmm. for energizing you. And it also is better for your hair. It makes it shinier when you finish with the cold shower, closes the hair shaft. And I use my body wash in the shower my foaming cleanser in the morning, my turmeric scrub, and then I get out and dry myself off and mist my skin with the minty, minty mist. Yeah. So good. Really good. 
And then that preps it for the next step, which is my vitamin C serum, which has helped so much with my pigmentation, has brightened my skin. Then I use the new plant stem cell retinol alternative serum. And then I use my turmeric moisturizer or the active algae. Right now I'm in the turmeric moisture phase, but I might go into active algae soon because the hotter it gets, the more I gravitate the towards the cooling yeah. Yeah, active algae. And both of them have the liposome technology so that it like bursts onto your skin, like for the, to ensure that it has the freshness, right? like the tiny little liposomes, like burst onto your skin when you're applying it. That's incredible. Yeah. And you can, I feel like you can feel it even more with the algae, but it's, we have the same technology with the turmeric moisturizer. And then after that, I use the Noni Glow face oil and then I massage that all in with the gua sha Mm -hmm. and then I'll do the eye cream and the eye oil. And then after I've done that, I generally don't wear makeup unless I have to because I prefer to avoid it. And then I'll go downstairs or, you know, get the celery juice ready before the kids wake up. And then the kids wake up and it's all systems go. So luckily I'm dressed and and I've had my celery juice hopefully by that point. Yeah. Um, and then my husband's had his espresso, so that's what he does. Then he has the celery because I really am <laughs> – get him You're adamant I'm to adamant get, about, your, uh, yeah, yeah, get, to get the celery in. Kids but it, and fam on it. Yeah. And then the kids, they they love, like they think they're having a treat, but I'll make them oats mixed with almond milk or sometimes I do a little goat's milk and then banana, blend that up and then make little pancakes Yum. just with that. So it's mm-hmm. like having oatmeal, but they're having pancakes Perfect. with maple syrup and then berries on top. We use the wild blueberries and sometimes I like warm the wild blueberries because I get them frozen. Mm-hmm. And they put that on top and then sometimes I'll do coconut cream if I want to feel delicious. Yeah. So when you fall off healthy routines, how do you get back on track and recenter yourself? Honestly, it's really important to allow yourself, like if you've had something like a little treat, like whether it's chocolate, like recently I've been into these, like those little, I think they're called alter ego balls, chocolate balls. Have you seen those? I know the brand. I haven't had the chocolate ball. They have like M&Ms too or something, Yeah, they're supposedly more healthy, but like- I'm, I don't, I don't know. I've been into those. So I'm like, oh, well, just enjoy it. My body's obviously craving it. So see it for what it is. But the important thing is to not be so hard on yourself. So be kind and gentle with yourself. Because if you can't be kind and gentle with yourself, you really can't be kind and gentle with anyone else. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be kind and loving and gentle with ourselves, and not be judgmental. Like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Because Mm -hmm. that self-talk will be there, but we can change our thoughts and then we can change the way we feel and then we can be more kind towards ourselves, and then that can shift us to make healthier choices so when I'm trying to make a choice for what I'm going to eat I think of what is the nutritional value of this am I going to feel good after I have this or am I going to feel depleted or exhausted because my body will feel sluggish after eating something so I don't look at things like what are the calories ever I look at like how is my body going to feel and what is the nutrient content That's great to hear. Yeah. And I think everyone listening appreciates that. Because it's a different mindset. Mm -hmm. And because if you, and if you tell yourself you can't have something, we all know you're going to want it more. It's human nature. So when I tell myself, you can't have another one of those chocolate balls, you can't have another one of those chocolate balls, next thing you know, I'm going towards that pantry and I'm going for that chocolate ball. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? I used to have, I used to love chocolate lint balls. So they remind me of that, but in a healthier version. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Intuitive eating. It's the way. It is. So you're just like, you know what? And actually when you read more about your cycle and where you're at, there is so much to be said for 
your luteal phase, yes. menstrual phase. I'm all about that. Yeah. I actually have my assistant make my calendar. Like I'm ovulating right now. That's why I'm doing this interview. Oh wow. I am on camera. I'm obsessed with the cycle thing. Oh great. See? I can only do things on camera that require speaking when I'm either ovulating <laughs> or in my follicular phase. Cause okay. when I'm in my luteal phase and my menstrual phase, I'm just low energy. I want to yeah. be more in my cocoon and yes. I'm I'm all for that. And then yeah. you'll be craving certain different things at yeah. different points. And you got to give your body that when it needs it. Yeah, that's great. So Miranda, from the outside, your life looks incredible. You have a beautiful family. You have an incredible career. You've created an amazing name for yourself. You have an amazing husband. You are beautiful. Everyone knows that. And you're smart and you're intelligent. What do you tell people that think that your life is so perfect? Is it is it really how it seems from the outside? <laughs> I feel very blessed and I'm grateful every day for the life that I've been given. But obviously, like everyone, we all have our challenges mm-hmm. and we can choose to kind of embrace those challenges and learn from them. And my aim is to be a better partner, a better mother, a better CEO than I was the day before. So like if I And it's not about being hard on yourself. It's saying, how much can I grow tomorrow? What else can I learn to improve? Mm -hmm. And we are our own worst critics and we can be so tough on ourselves. And I always feel like I can do better in every way. I remember saying to someone the other day, they were like, I don't know what they were saying, like, oh, you've got a busy life. I was like, yeah, I mean, it is. There's never a dull moment. I am very busy. And I remember, and I I can't wait for the day when I'm a grandma and I'm like cooking in the kitchen and they were like, why do you have to wait till you're a grandma to be doing that? (laughs) I was like, you know what, you're right. (laughs) But sometimes when you start something, like I started this company in Australia in 2009, it's something that I'm so passionate about and I want to continue to grow and get out there worldwide. So I'm kind of like on this path doing that. So like being full-time in the kitchen, doing all of this relaxing things like my grandma was doing, not relaxing, but like I see that as relaxing Mm -hmm. because I do love cooking Mm -hmm. and I love serving and having people taste my food. I even cooked on our wedding day um, for my husband. I think that's one of the reasons he married me because he was (laughs) like, she can cook. I do really love it. But life is so busy and and sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I could really could be a lady of leisure. What am I doing, right? Like, but I'm I'm happy that I'm have that balance of like kids and you right. know, work life, but at the same time, it doesn't come without its challenges. Like I'm a very busy yeah. woman. And that's great. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility and there's a lot of people on my team, you know, that I work with and that's providing jobs. Like, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Totally. But it's good. Yes, but absolutely. it's something that I'm just very grateful for. But I just feel like in life, there's always someone worse off than you and there's always someone better off than you. So if you can appreciate what you've been given and be really grateful for what you've been given and do the best you can do every day, then that's all Yeah. That's all you can really do. And like we've all, I yeah, I, we could go deeper into that conversation, but we've all had like different experiences to lead us to where we are now and we can kind of create 
more harmony and peace in our own environment, like through different thoughts that we think, Mm -hmm. or we can create disharmony. So it's really up to us to kind of manifest and go for the life that we want. So I'm going to be a grandma with great skin. Absolutely. That's me. (laughs) In the kitchen cooking. (laughs) Looking at your beautiful house, this is a long way away from a small town home in Australia. Yeah. Did you ever imagine this was going to become your life? Not really, no. And I was really quite happy and content. Like I've been happy and content like kind of throughout the whole journey, whether that was living in the little house in Australia whether that was traveling and living in a model apartment in Japan or New York Mm. or Paris and like all these times when I was like sharing bedrooms with other girls, like there were three of us in one bedroom at one point. I've literally tried to create like a little sanctuary wherever I was, like just simple ways like buying a little plant or having fresh flowers or having a little ritual with my cup of tea no matter where I was in Mm. the world or doing things that fed my spirit and everyone has different things that feed their spirit. Not everyone has the same things, Mm -hmm. but no matter where you are, I think it's important to be grateful for where you're at. So every step along the way I've kind of embraced and been like, wow, this is fun. Like regardless if I was like, you know, which step of the journey it was, just kind of appreciating it and being grateful for it all. But I do often pinch myself because I'm like, Wow, how did this happen? Like, I almost feel like that mentality and that energy that you've had your whole life has helped you manifest this whole freaking thing. Yeah, completely. Because I haven't been attached to anything yeah. apart from just wanting the best for everyone around me and, and being in a harmonious, loving space, you know. Right. That's incredible and so inspiring, really. Yeah. It's so inspiring for myself and I'm sure for everyone listening. So let's bring it to our quick fire questions. Oh yeah, let's do this. What is the best way to snap out of a bad mood? Best way to snap out of a bad mood is to go outside and put your feet in the grass if you can. That's a good answer. Yeah. Grounding. Grounding. First person you go to for business advice? My husband. He's so smart. What about where you go for relationship advice? Oh, relationship advice. I kind of just look internally okay, <laughs> and, and listen to myself and feel like, have I communicated in a loving way right. and, and try and express that and see what comes back. What and, about parenting advice? Oh, well, that book was, that book's right. kind of, you know, I mean, I often go to my parents as well, but at the same time, I think there's so much to learn. I've just bought a whole bunch of new books on like teenage parenting. So if anyone has any tips, just DM me. (laughs) That it's a whole other beast, teenagers. It's so different. I'm like, what happened to my little boy? Yeah, hormones. Hormones. (laughs) I was a terrible teen. (laughs) There is a cycle that apparently like they don't come out of until they're like over 16. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You just got to cross your fingers. Batten down the hatches. (laughs) (laughs) Do plants thrive or die in your care? Oh, they thrive. Okay. I talk to my plants. They're oh, that's sweet. All energetic little things. What is the one thing that you unapologetically splurge on? Massage. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just like for me, because I'm like empathetic. I feel everything. So mm. I need like massage to like push mm. it out. And I'm like, don't feel bad about How it. How many do you get a week? Oh, it's not really about that. It's more probably like 
It's at least like once every two weeks, but it's just like something that I do to just like really, yeah. and I like Let deep, go. deep, deep massage yeah. and stomach massage too. Love that lymphatic drainage. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number one favorite meal of all time? Mm, I love food. I love like mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, exactly. Love that. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Oh, I actually drink more tea and I have a love-hate relationship with coffee. Me too. Yeah, so tough. tea, yeah. What is your favorite way to stay active? Oh, I recently got into weight training. Great. I love it. And I've also gotten into running lately, like a run walk. It's a good kind of like a good combo. outlet. Yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I used to be a night owl and now I'm an early bird, thanks to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> what is the biggest misconception about you? Maybe that, well, I think there's a misconception about models in general that they're not that smart and... I'm obviously, you know, have gotten You're to You're very intelligent. <laughs> like, we can tell from everything you've built. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most surprising thing about turning 40? That it doesn't feel any different. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I feel like the same youthful spirit. I think I'll feel the same when I'm 90, hopefully. Yeah. Age is just a number. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel superhuman? Being a mom makes me feel superhuman. The patience that you have. First thing you do every morning, we kind of already went over this, but the very first thing. Kiss my husband, always. Last thing you do at night. Kiss my husband. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, actually, I fall asleep on his chest. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet. When do you feel the most beautiful? Oh, after I'm like well rested and had a shower and have like super clean hair and uh, skin. Mm. Yeah, the clean hair thing for me too. Oh, same. It really changes everything. If I'm in a bad mood, I wash my hair. And same. I feel same. <laughs> All right, wrapping up. A big theme for this season of the podcast is really about self image and how it creates your life. We touched mm-hmm. on this this entire episode your self image and the way that you see the world and how you're so grateful and present in the moment, I truly believe is how you created this life. I'd love to know what you want to create more in your future, your future self, self-image. Is it the mm. same as you are today or are there things that you are, I guess, moving towards? Well, I hope to learn French. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Easy. But I just haven't had the time to dedicate to it. And you know what's interesting? My husband, he learned French like since we've been together and he's so good at it, at speaking French and, you know, talking in French and, and he actually makes the time for like French lessons. And I just feel guilty because I don't want to be taking time away from the kids. So Mm. maybe I'll, you can learn with the kids. I could learn with the kids. There you go. That's a great one. Je parle un petit peu de français. Un petit peu français. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually my first language, but I lost all of it. My parents speak French. Oh, well, they're English and French, but growing up, yeah, I lost so much of it. Um, Parlez-vous anglais? <laughs> and last but not least, what would you call your guiding... But, but wait, wait. I don't okay. think I answered that before. Okay, okay. Um, so what was the... Reverse. Re- go back again okay. to it. Yeah, your future self, Miranda Kerr in 10 years. Who is she? Oh, who is she? Yeah, what's oh, her yeah. vibe? So hopefully I'm like expanding Cora. Like hopefully it's like a household name by then mm-hmm. internationally for like a really 
incredible healthy brand that's giving people results in a healthy way, right? Hopefully that it's a household name. And I hope that I'm continuing to be a really great mom and a great supportive and loving partner and cooking more and learning French. That's beautiful. Yeah. Last but not least, what would you call your guiding principle in life? Oh, my guiding principle, or if you're going to do something, give it your 100% yeah. or okay. don't bother doing it at all. Beautiful. And shine your light. Like, mm-hmm. shine be your you. light, be you. Because everyone has that own individual individuality they can bring to the table. Incredible. Well, thank you, Miranda, for spending time with Thanks. me today. This was such a fun interview. Yay, I appreciate it. All right, that is all we have for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have hundreds more like it. So don't forget to subscribe and rate the show to ensure more episodes get targeted to you when you open up your podcast app. Bye for now.